Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. He'd been my next-door neighbor on Elizabeth Street in Oxford, Alabama. And we had decided that there would be several things that we would accomplish as adults. One, we would go to California and see a condor. And two, we would be stuntmen. I ended up visiting with him in California. And he was actually working on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he was involved in one of the quintessential stunts that had ever been done. It it had been done in a Zorro movie where the black-caped Avenger had hooked himself underneath a stagecoach and had crawled below it and come out the back, been drugged for a while and turned over with his uh, whip, I believe, and climbed back up onto the stagecoach and fought his way around to the front. This stunt was going to be recreated in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Indiana Jones was going to go under the chassis of a big German truck hook his whip to the bumper, roll over, be drugged for a while, climb the whip and get back onto the truck and fight his way to the front. Now, the truck actually ran on a track, like the little old-fashioned car ride at Six Flags. And, you know, it's going to be removed CGI, or at least it's not going to be able to be seen by the public. So so you've got this automatic truck, and there's this scene, and, and, and I get a chance to do this stunt, I, I, I get a chance to to try this. We go on to the film lot after the uh, thing is closed, and, and my my childhood friend, who's now an adult and is living the dream, sets this thing up, and we turn on the automatic thing on the truck. And you know, I've got the the padded slide thing, the the Kevlar underneath my my shirt, and I'm going to get to do this stunt. Well, well, it ends up we wreck the truck. Something happened, and, and the truck came off the rail, and, and it was unusable. Now, now the problem with this is that the trucks that were in this, uh, this stockyard, and there's not that many German-era World War II trucks around, and the only truck they had left that was usable for the filming schedule is a truck that, that uh, didn't have a Mercedes-Benz logo. The other trucks had the, the Mercedes-Benz logo. And if you ever want to upset a Mercedes-Benz owner, walk out, look at his truck, and go, or look at his car and the emblem on his car and go, dude, where'd you get the peace sign on your car, man? Anyway, so so we've got this thing, and, and we've we've basically have destroyed this this potential to film this stunt and not be one of those things in the movies that everybody says, hey, you notice all those trucks had the symbols, and then this one truck doesn't have the symbol. Well, in order to get my friend out of trouble, we filmed a super short clip 
that shows the gloved hand, the back of the Indiana Jones hat and the jacket. And he's climbing the front of this World War II era diesel truck. And he reaches up with that gloved hand and he grabs the Mercedes Benz logo and tears it off. You'll notice that is a prominent scene in the movie. Well, that's my hand tearing off that that logo. In order that the rest of the movie, when you see this truck without the symbol, everybody goes, oh, that's how the truck lost the Mercedes-Benz symbol. And that's the beginnings of my legendary coexistence with Indiana Jones. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt at all that my last name is, is, is Jones. Now, none of that is true. None of it happened. I don't know why they had to film uh, Indiana Jones tearing the, the Mercedes-Benz logo off the truck other than it, it, it was a cool moment. But the freshman girls at Harding University didn't know it was false. You see, we'd been sitting at the breakfast table that morning and some girls who were pledging a club, and, and a club is the Christian school version of a sorority, these young pledges had come to us and sat down and they had their little pledge books and they said, Lonzo... Our pledge mistress has told us that in order to earn so many points for this week's pledge assignments, we've, we've got to find out the true story of you being in the Indiana Jones movie. And so there I sit, surrounded by cute, quote-unquote, sorority girls, club girls, girls pledging this club. And on the spot, we create the legend of Lonnie Jones tearing the Mercedes-Benz symbol off the truck in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's absolutely fabricated on the spot. Nothing is true about it. But that's how rumors get started. And, and that's how you receive a collection of Indiana Jones hats. And, and, and that's how you end up airbrushing a logo that is the name Jones with a fedora on it. That, that's how you end up with a bomber jacket and a whip and a Kyber Bowie knife, and every poster from every Indiana Jones movie ever made. That's how you end up with a guy named Robert Swain painting a picture for you after you and Robert spend the night in jail in Tupelo, and that'll be a different podcast, but you're dressed in an Indiana Jones costume, and he's dressed in an Indiana Jones costume, and it's an oil painting by Robert Swain, and the title is Alabama Jones and Oklahoma Swain in the Tupelo of Doom. And all of that urban legend starts with fabricating a story to a bunch of girls trying to get into a club at Harding University during their freshman year. And once you spin the tail and turn it loose, it's hard to recover that. I wasn't in that movie. I didn't do it. At some points when the girls got into the club, we told them, hey, we just made this stuff up. And we talked to the, the girls who were in charge of the, the pledges and said, these are the details they need to know in order to know they've actually talked to us and weren't just making it up on their own. And, and, and it was a game. But the game grew into this thing that, that I'm this, this chaotic version of Indiana Jones. And maybe the word is quixotic. I, I like the word chaotic. And you, you get the idea that Don Quixote was the man from La Mancha, and he had a delusional idea that he was a knight. He was a, a man of chivalry, and he ran around the countryside uh, tilting with windmills. 
well, I know I'm not Indiana Jones. And, and, and I know I wasn't in that movie. But people have accepted the fact that the Indiana Jones theme and the Indiana Jones logo and the Indiana Jones stuff is stuck to me. Well, that's how the that's how the the association began to occur. It wasn't that I was out there at Harding pretending to be Indiana Jones, and it wasn't that I was out there claiming to be, you know, some adventurer. It happened when some freshman girls stopped by the breakfast table one morning and said, you've got to explain this to us so we can make the girl who's in charge of the pledges happy, and we made up a story. And the story got legs. Truth Rumor, innuendo, fabrication. There's a children's song that says, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And one of the verses says, Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Now, I'm okay with the fact that there's this urban legend going on about me in the Indiana Jones movie and being a stuntman. I'm okay with that. It, it works well for me. But what about if I said something about someone that wasn't true or said something about someone that was unkind? If, if you've got a, a problem with someone and you're talking about them instead of to them, that, that's very, very problematic. I think there were four girls at that table that morning that I told that to. And you'd be surprised at the number of people who know that story and think it's true. You'll be surprised what kind of traction the story gets again now that it's been featured on, on an episode of the podcast. Well, I heard, well, someone said, well, I thought, well, this person that I know that knows you said they knew. You want to know the power of, of, of rumor? You want to know the power of, of, of innuendo? You know, even in the opening credits of, of the podcast, sometimes we talk about that we're going to tell the facts, the concepts, and the applications. And I give a warning that, that you know, sometimes we're going to tell the story just like it happened. But we've heard our own stories from other sources, and they've been embellished. They, they're not the way that, that they actually happened, and it's not even close to how it actually happened. But that version is now the urban legend. That version is the thing that, that shows up. Take a, a, a feather pillow, stand in the back of a pickup truck, and let the driver start down the highway and get up to about 50 miles an hour, and then rip that pillow in half and shake those feathers out. And then spend the rest of your life trying to regather all those feathers and put them back into that pillowcase. And that's the power of a rumor. That's the power of a lie. That's the power of passing on something that is not true or is not good or is not kind or is not noble. Because once that story gets out and someone decides that they believe it, they'll pass it on and they won't check the veracity. They won't check to see is it true or is it not true. Once that story gets out, bringing it back into truth 
undoing the damage that it does is just as impossible as gathering up all the feathers from the pillow that you shook out as you drove down the highway. If you could undo the damage, if you could go back and, and fix the truck stunt, the, the truck stunt with the pillowcase and the feathers, if you could bring the feathers back to the truck and you could put the feathers back in the pillowcase, if you could take the things that were not good and the things that were not right and the things that were not true, and you could really bring them back and make them good, right, and true, if you could pull that stunt off, Oh, that would be an award-winning performance. But like most stunts, they really don't occur in the real world. You really can't do that in the real world. They're impossible to do. And since it's impossible to regather the, the feathers, the most amazing thing would be to leave the truck stunt out of your movie altogether. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts, and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is, for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones. <laughs>